0: everybody this is the Simpsons show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you
1: i'm fantastic robbie i i i love the world of independent film and there's nothing that gets a a parody like this more accurate than the simpsons right
0: let's not talk about that Matt. let's not Uh, i think we have to robbie as you can tell me i we do have to talk about it unfortunately but not right now uh, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon you support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus podcasts for $5 a month. Gain access to new episodes early and uncut. Plus, all our entire back catalog has fallen off the main feed. Uh, slightly remastered. It is the beginning of the month. Not a better time to go subscribe and support the show and get a bunch of stuff alongside it. The best, I, what have I called it, the best deal in podcasting, which is absolutely true. There's no doubt in my mind. Don't think about it too much. This week's episode is any given Sundance episode KBF eleven. Originally aired May fourth two thousand eight. Written by Daniel Chun, directed by Chuck Sheets. Uh, received a three point nine rating with six point three million viewers. The couch gag, the family is a pop up in a picture book.
1: Oh, how cute!
0: I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's not not nothing special, but it's okay. Uh, so guest stars Jim Jarmusch. As himself and John C. Riley as himself, as John C. Riley mostly as an afterthought.
1: <laughs> it really oh, doesn't. I, I we could talk about that now if you want. But oh my God, what a waste! Ugh.
0: It's yeah, it's a little upsetting. Um, um, I wonder if he ever comes back. Probably not. Um, Jim Jarmusch. What do you know about Jim Jarmusch, Matt? If I say the name Jim Jarmusch, and in... had never heard it until watching this episode. Fair enough. He's a director. Makes uh art house movies. With lots of talking, lots I mean, of,
1: I, I enjoy movies with lots of talking. Just you
0: know, never heard of any of his. Matt, I'm. I don't. Really, I don't think you would take offense, even if I said no offense. But I don't. <laughs> you're not a. I don't consider you a coinosaur of a. Uh, of so that is true. Uh, of independent film. Uh, that so begins with the family going tailgating, uh, the Springfield U versus Springfield A and M game. they are really early to tailgate. And we get a, a little bit of a montage here with uh, the the family mooching off others. Of apparently, the whole town is there.
1: Um, well, I mean, the whole town. There's only two colleges in town, so everyone in town had to go to one or the other. Probably, That's just the way it works. I mean, some people I mean, don't don't people go. who are you're surprised they went to college.
0: Yeah, I this I this isn't doing a bunch. Uh, it is some some jokes about homer and bart stealing food from mole man uh about ralph eating his own hand uh there's a fight between the the, the amm and m crowd of people and the springfield U people and then and, and they're all they're tussling about how their professors treat people and how they talk about uh, tenure tracks and all that um none of it particularly entertaining uh but nope, and not at all Germain of the blood. No, but I will say this, Matt. Here, I'll say this. It, after this, this is our inciting incident. There aren't more inciting incidents. That is true. Uh the, the plot proceeds from this one. So there is just this and I'll I'll give them credit for that. I'm not that negative on this episode. I don't I don't hate it or anything. Largely because it gets to the stuff relatively quick. Um and I maybe just my expectations are just so low at this point that it, it doesn't take a lot for me to go okay. There's something, I guess. Um, the the I don't know the 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 thing that connects us to what becomes the central plot of this episode is Lisa because uh, Lisa's there doesn't really care about football doesn't care about tailgating um, decides to work on a school project. And that is uh, for her film class, I guess. Uh, She needs to film the beauty of the everyday, which is feels just like an American beauty assignment where you have to (laughs) film some plastic bags floating in the wind, I guess. Um, But we see Lisa film. She's filming the tailgate. and, uh, And I think I think that if. I had an assignment as a second grader to film the beauty of the other day, and you have shots of your dad eating a hamburger at a tailgate and stuff like that. It seems like you meet you, you meet the requirements of the assignment.
1: Yeah. Not a three out of five, though. I mean, that seems like a five out of five to me.
0: I Well, here, Matt. I have the clip. Uh, this is a very short first act. Maybe, like... Yeah, surprisingly. Shorter than I can remember. There might have been a shorter one in so far but I can't remember one that has been shorter than this Um, because this is this this clip basically is the final couple minutes of the first act that sets up the plot I just pulled the whole thing I could have cut it into little pieces I was like let's just do it all one big chunk Uh, this is Lisa turns in her assignment and then talks to Skinner about it really interesting stuff three points out of a possible (laughs) 5
2: Oh, that's a funny joke, Mr. Kincaid. Is this an art class or a comedy class? Seriously, why is it three?
3: I can make it a two.
2: Three it is! You're the teacher, and I accept your decision. The man is an idiot!
3: Agreed, the film has everything emotion, conflict, Millhouse. Lisa, you're a gifted filmmaker. It's as if Ingmar Bergman and Penny Marshall had a baby.
2: Principal Skinner, I didn't know you knew so much about film. <laughs>
3: Cinema is my secret passion. I've even written a screenplay or two on speculation. When Edna met Seymour, Ghost Willie killing Seymour's mother, the principal who sold a screenplay—they
2: sound great. I'd love to read them sometime.
3: Unfortunately, the studios have made it clear they're not interested in my work. In fact, I'm I'm no longer welcome on the Universal Studios tour.
2: Orlando or Hollywood?
3: There's one in Hollywood.
2: Yeah, getting back to my grade.
3: Forget grades. With the right subject, you could be a great filmmaker. What comes to mind when you think of drama?
2: Well, according to Aristotle, drama contains six elements. Plot, theme, character.
3: Not the smarty-pants answer. Where's the drama in your life?
2: Okay, but can I just finish the smarty-pants answer?
3: No, in your life.
2: My family. Language, rhythm, and spectacle.
3: Family, eh? That's right. Your brother is Bart Simpson, one of Mrs. Krabappel's fourth graders, and your father is a local character of note. Mm. Lisa, if you make a documentary about your family, I can help you. I'm giving you the key to the A.V. cage.
2: This is so generous. How can I ever repay you?
3: All I ask is, if you ever win an Oscar, give it to me.
2: Um, Okay.
3: Those cabinet makers laughed
0: at me, but they'll see. Skinner had a spot for the, the Oscar in a cabinet. For
1: an Oscar, yes, yeah. a special cabinet made just for
0: it. Which seems very audacious uh, for a principal of a small town elementary school to have <laughs> a <laughs> expectation of winning an Oscar in his lifetime. Uh, there's, not, there's only some, uh, very few of those handed out every single year. Seymour, uh, not not your chances of getting one are. Relatively slim. Um, but that's the plot really. We're we're kicking it off. Uh where they want Lisa to make a movie, which leads to the to leads on to to Sundance and et cetera, et cetera. Um and I don't know. It's this this first act was so short, I'm kinda of caught off guard, honestly. I'm just like, well, okay. I don't really there's it's not I would say because it's so short, it doesn't have as much of an onus to do a lot. Uh, but I think it gets to the point. Honestly, I don't mind the setup. I feel like this could go a lot of different ways, and I'm I don't I don't mind the 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 bit. This this I don't know. The again, and I agree, Matt. That's a five out of five. That's not a that's, yeah. For for what he asked for, that is a five out of five. That's a five I mean, out of five. More
1: specific, you know, maybe there was a rubric, a breakdown, but no, he just said film the every day.
0: Yeah, she's at least eight years old. Hey, come on. I think she did a great job. Uh, We got a commercial five minutes and thirty seconds, and when we come back, uh, we get Lisa right away, right
1: away, immediately starting to uh, film the family and explain to them what's going on.
2: Lisa, what are you doing? I'm making a documentary about a very special family, Smithers and Burns. No, us. Can I be Smithers? No, Dad. I want you to play Homer Simpson. Why? Because I'm fat. I love documentaries, especially the one that came with our lawnmower, although it was suspiciously pro-lawnmower. Okay, everyone, just be yourself. Don't look in the camera, pretend I'm not here, and uh, no toupees.
3: What? I'm going for a Shia LaBeouf thing. Not quite a nerd, not quite a hunk. Shia
2: LaBeouf. And let's roll.
3: Uh Uh-oh. There's already an unsaid romance. (laughs) Oh,
1: me. She's not making a snuggle film.
2: Ew, Lisa, make them stop. I'm sorry, but as a filmmaker, I have to face the truth
1: so yes the whole film is getting into it also I want to point out the fact that anytime anyone mentions Shia LaBeouf you have to go watch the video for actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf so go do that now and then come back and see us
4: yeah
0: that's you're Um, legally required you have to go watch actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf I would also recommend to play the RPG the tabletop RPG actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf oh that's also very 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 I have I have run a session of it it's very fun it's just it's very stupid but it's good (laughs) poor shia labeouf that's his Uh his, um i don't know sure he's in a lot of movies that's his that's his legacy for me i don't regardless of you know child actor turn into questionable adult making questionable movies at times and doesn't matter actual cannibal shia labeouf he does appear in the video so i can't he doesn't take himself that seriously
1: thankfully although anyone who considers shia labeouf even any way towards hunk i just no, sorry, he's just a nerd. <laughs> anyway he's just a nerd. so uh he's he's just a, a millhouse. I mean, everyone knows it he yeah, I mean, he's slightly cooler than millhouse, but not much cooler anyway, anyway, moving on, so um, we get a montage of family life. This is Lisa making her video, and we just get the Simpsons be in the Simpsons. Um, and it's, it's exactly what we see in, in most episodes, them being wacky, them being kind of silly, being kind of dumb, uh, Homer getting rid of a, a board game because he doesn't like how the first move went.
0: <laughs> no, that, no, no, Especially no, 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 Matt, that's later on. That's, that's Miles later the, on. Oh, that's I'm later sorry, on. Sorry, that's but... in the documentary. And, uh, this is set. I will mention this. This is set to this because this is the first time that I've, <laughs> I've, I, this is, I don't know. They probably have done it. I just am used to The Simpsons using music from the seventies or earlier, and this is oh, they use uh Spoon in this, which is a relatively newer you know indie rock band. Uh, so I was a little I like Spoon, so they use Spoon in this montage. But I this is this is the the beginning mat where it's I don't know if they they don't I don't think they know what this episode is about when they're writing it. They clearly don't know where, what their end goal is. And like, I didn't know it at this point, but it feels like this is the beginning of it. Because it feels, it's not bad. It just kind of feels aimless. It's just like, oh, Lisa's making a movie, documentary. But why? Yep. Like, there's just not enough. They needed to start putting stuff here. Like, this is where you start layering those things. And they kind of don't. They 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 don't. When they start, it's just a very slow start for layering. Because
1: we'll see in the next scene after this, Um, that things start to accelerate in a weird way that would not happen to any real uh, eight-year-old. But she takes the the film to school and uh, shows it to Skinner, and he is very proud of her. And on top of that, so is, it turns out, Superintendent Chalmers.
4: Get
3: her? Yes, Superintendent Chalmers? I hear you've been encouraging a student's creativity. Please, sir, I can explain. I'm thrilled, or would have been, if not for your knee-jerk assumption that I'm angry at you. Which I am now. Anyway, we have got to support Lisa Simpson's film. This is our chance to finally show up that fancy Springfield Creative Arts Academy. The whole school is made up of modeling clay. Every afternoon, they reshape it just to get my goat. Well, with some school band music and added effects, we could show Lisa's film at the public library. Think bigger, Seymour. Think film festivals. You mean Banff? Banff-schmampff. I'm talking about Sundance. Sundance? The preeminent independent film festival held each January in Park City, Utah. Yeah, the very same. Yes, yeah. if Lisa's movie gets in, we won't just be the school with the highest hamster mortality rate. Ah, uh, so young. We'll also have a kid who
1: did a thing. So there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, one apparently, Superintendent Chalmers is also a a film industry buff, just like Skinner is. Somehow. Uh, Weird this has never come up, but sure, why not? Uh, also, uh, I really appreciate Principal Skinner uh, telling us exactly what Sundance is because no one has ever heard of Sundance before who watches The Simpsons. That's, you know, those two, those two, in, in a Venn diagram, those two circles uh, don't
0: overlap, uh, obviously. Matt, Matt, I, you know what, Matt, I think, I mean, I was, you, you watched this before I did. I came to our, your notes after the fact, and I feel like you're being a little too critical.
1: I'm just trying to be funny, Robbie. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm like very... the Simpsons writers, I'm trying and Apparently,
0: apparently. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I it's not like this episode is laugh out loud funny, but I feel like there is. A, it is mildly successful at setting up these bits, and like this is a bit. All right, like most people who are watching the Simpsons probably do know what Sundance is, but this is full on. Chalmers just staring at the camera describing Sundance, and it feels. I don't know. I I don't think. I I wish. And like this is the other thing, it just feels a little unfocused. It just feels like it's a point I'm going to come back to a couple times. This feels very much like I I don't know who who had this idea. Is it did it was it Daniel Chun? Was it the writers' room in general? Was it Matt Greening or Al Jean? Who knows? They just said we're going to do a Sundance episode. We're going to get we have Jim Jarmusch or we we'll, we can get Jim Jarmusch or I don't know what came first. Probably the Sundance idea, but. It feels like, and as as you're watching the episode, it feels like we have an idea. We're going to do an episode where we go to Sundance. And then they didn't. <laughs> they just kind of went with it. They're like, we've got all these Sundance jokes. Yeah, they just kind of went from there. And like they were like, well, Lisa, we'll make a movie and we'll go to Sundance. And you're like, OK, what is that saying? And they went, what do you mean? What do you mean What is it's saying? We go to Sundance. We make jokes about independent film. Jim Jermush will be there. And you're like, oh, OK you're just kind of like oh, i don't mind like and i don't mind some of the the, the gags in this i think there's some of our, like i would say some of them are mildly effective mildly and that's like that's me being nice uh some of them are that's true. a lot of swings and misses as well i think that's it they just like and this is full of like throw spaghetti at the wall where there's a lot of jokes a couple of them are okay, and a lot of them are misses, you know, and at least it's mostly all about a single thing. That is the strength of this episode, is that it is mostly about filming this documentary and then going to Sundance with it and Fallout. It is not about a dozen different things before we get there, It doesn't try and spin off into a third direction into the in the middle of the third act, which we've seen a dozen times in the past couple seasons, it's mostly about this one thing. It just doesn't quite get... It doesn't stick a landing. Any, really, well, no.
1: landing. And one of the weird things is this episode is not really about The Simpsons or the family. And on one hand, I enjoy that they were willing to go with that. They had an idea for an episode, and they only tangentially tried to tie it into The Simpsons. And quite frankly, in season 19, I'm okay with that uh, because you've gone 19 years of you know, shows or episodes about this family. It, it's okay to have episodes from time to time that are not entirely about them. But on the other hand, it feels like they could have made this without The Simpsons at all, which is a little – it's kind of a weird feeling. It, it, I guess it's more of a Springfield episode than a Simpsons I, episode.
0: Well, I, I Matt, there, I feel like that is where the – upset fails and if it fails if you want to call it a failure it's just that it doesn't connect things like it brings the Simpsons in it brings Lisa in and that's certainly an easy way you could do it and I don't mind that at all honestly Lisa making Lisa a little filmmaker that's there's charm in that but they don't know what to do near the end which stop me if you've heard it before so it's fine yeah it's fine that's yeah I'm gonna say that again Matt almost you'll hear me say it's fine about 10 more times it's fine it's fine. When it comes to
1: season 19, that is high praise. <laughs> so well, moving on, moving on. Uh so the whole school starts contributing to Lisa's film. Uh the I guess the band department scores it for her and has some surprisingly good sounding music about uh you know to go with it a scene about Homer. Uh we also see the Sundance Selection Committee. Uh, just yeah. And jokes about, you know, what makes popular indie films, and they're not particularly insightful jokes. They're just, you know, there to, you know, poke fun at the indie film in
0: general. Yeah, this Could is what I'm talking about. Completely excised without a problem. I, that's, Matt, like, if you're going to cut out all the scenes where they poke fun at indie film, there's nothing left. Like, you're just like, oh. But I, this one I especially <laughs> feel like is extra useless. I mean, I did like... I, I I'll say this, the jokes themselves about them pitching indie films to this crew. I don't know. This this is a very it reminds me in a certain way to episodes like where they like the front or like uh, where they poke fun at in the industry, you know? And I don't think most of those are very very effective either like of all the golden year episodes i think those are some of the weakest because they feel very like oh it's full of in jokes like these are jokes the writers liked a lot because they have probably either written films or no people who have done this who've tried to submit to sundance and they didn't get picked because some you know thing some flavor of the week got picked instead of them and this is poking fun of that I don't – most people watching The Simpsons are never going to submit a film to Sundance. They're not really going to care about these jokes. I do think the joke at the end of this where all the – where it's uh, – the, uh, the, we get revealed that all of the select committee died from gasping too much. That's I, – I it got a little smile out of me because it's a little – it surprised me a little bit. Like, you guys can't keep gasping and then uh, just a cut to them all being wheeled into ambulances. Okay. Uh-huh. You got me. You got me. I give it they to them. They might him. not be dead. They might just have uh, you know, passed out. It. Yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever you say, Matt. Yeah. That's why they're in body so, bags, uh, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, okay. So every,
1: Lisa gets accepted. Uh, we get a long scene of Homer opening the mail and Lisa getting accepted. You want to talk um, about jokes that can be excised, Matt.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, just, uh, Homer so opening mail pointless. jokes. <laughs> that is... that is I would, At least the Sundance stuff is on theme you know it's about indie film that's what this episode's about and then but you get homer cutting up or throwing away letters from charities and you're like what's the what is this yeah
1: so we're gonna move right past that uh there's a shiny reference as they go to utah and the overlook hotel mm-hmm. you guys have seen with the
0: shining. that's the music and people wonder why that's i don't the... like the shining <sighs> I, the shining's fine but just like The episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Anyway, uh, so as soon as the Simpsons get to uh, Sundance or get to Aspen, technically, uh, they meet Jim Jarmusch, uh, who is being himself. Uh, Homer has a weird conversation with him that seems to go on a little too long and is kind of pointless. I, but hey, there's
0: there's a lot of and it, this is that is. The, hey, Matt, you want to know what it's like to watch a Jim Jarmusch movie? Mm hmm is it's, that it it's that that's that's
1: you just described but tell me it. at least uh, tell me at least the people in the conversations aren't as dumb as homer
0: no they're better that i mean that's the thing it's like instead of homer it's like steve buscemi yeah yeah okay. it's something that's like fair. it's that's like fair. that i mean all i haven't seen all the gym i haven't seen all every germish movie i've seen like two of them but they are this is it's just like people having quirky conversations so like yeah uh yeah Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, So then we get a series of jokes of Marge walking into movies because they sound great to her. Uh, There's Regularsville and Candyland, uh, both of which are depressing because, again, indie film. So then she decides, oh, it must be opposites. So she goes into Chernobyl Graveyard, also terrible and depressing.
0: You know, indie films. I mean, Um, I would actually – I mean, Chernobyl Graveyard sounds like – I would watch that. (laughs) I would see Tremelo graveyard. That sounds like a that sounds like something up my alley, honestly. Uh, But I don't. Again, that this is what this episode is like. I don't. I feel like if you don't like these bits, like it's just I don't know. That's just what they're just doing. These this these that's the jokes you're gonna get in this episode. It's just indie film, especially of this era. Even like it's not even. I feel like indie film has changed a lot in the span. Since this time period, even like it, film has changed so much, and indie film has also changed a lot from this time. Um, I don't know, it's gotten better, honestly. I feel like indie films are significantly better than they were at the time, or at least low budget independent film are yeah, doing a lot, true. doing much, doing making much better films, largely because I think a lot of people who would be making. million films just don't anymore because those films don't exist. So... They go and make $2 yeah, it's like, million. a $20, $20 million
1: film mil or a $2 million movie, and then they make you know $200 million. It's, yeah. You, the, no one makes anything in the middle because those don't make any money. Yeah, they don't make a lot of people make it low budget. And not to mention the tools uh, and the education for making – what makes a good film is a lot more accessible today than it was 10 or uh, 20 years ago. So it's like you can get a great education in what makes a
0: good film off of the internet a lot easier than you could in, say, the late 90s, early 2000s. And you can film a movie on your iPhone, really, if you really want to. And it that's true. Would, can be very good quality. So, so it's never been easier to make uh independent film. But that's what this episode is. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
1: So, uh, from here, uh, we get Lisa has passes because she's a filmmaker to get into any of the movies. Skinner and Chalmers, however, uh, are not allowed into the movies because the, I guess she didn't get them passes. And when they say that they're with Bart, Bart ignores them. I this sure. is
0: uh, these are the, the, like the producers. They would absolutely have they would have passes. I don't know what. Of this... course they would.
1: One. Well, I just one of the things that I think is the actually kind of funny about this is the thirstiness uh, that uh, Skinner and Chalmers have to be in the film business. Like they are so eager to be in the movie business in this particular episode for some reason.
0: We we've never seen this anywhere in their characters, but I, honestly, it's one of the most amusing parts. I I find the, the them together in this working as a team i it there's some charm to it but if you want i don't know the, i feel like they would be better served it would be it would be better i i have this all worked out i have the 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 the, the fix this episode already in my my i don't even know if this episode's technically broken but i do know how to make it better um and it, it um, sadly it involves c- cutting out skinner and Chalmers, replacing them with characters that would actually suit a plot more i feel like the the writers had a they just went oh well we have we need somewhere to somehow we need to get lisa to to sundance and get her movie made uh well we insert skinner and Chalmers to film fund the movie and like well how are they funding it uh how are they getting into sundance like it's just like this you're like and it doesn't make any sense really if you stop to think about it and the fact that they are here i think also Cuts into why this episode barely has a plot. You know, there's not like the plot is they get a film into Sundance and then it it makes the Simpsons upset. But there's no it, around the edges. It's kind of there's just nothing there. And I think if you move Skinner and Chalmers, replace the other characters, probably just Hollywood types that we didn't have to shoo in like personal stuff with Skinner and Chalmers, which there's a, a relatively sizable amount in this. I feel like I make more of a story. They. They're, just, they're the butt of the jokes a lot of the time it's fine, yeah it's fine
1: it's fine, it's fine, um, so the Simpsons go and actually see uh the documentary that Lisa made and you know finished editing, and uh it turns out it makes them look like jerks, uh Homer is obviously his normal self, Bart is his normal self, marge is long suffering, and the whole family just looks like uh, you how we would expect people who have never seen a, the, an episode of The Simpsons to see them and go, what in the world is going on here uh and Uh, everyone in the theater loves it because to them, it is a look at, you know, real Americana and actual American family. And so in indie film, that is basically what people are looking for. They want reality. Uh, And to them, this is it. Uh, Lisa tries to weasel out of it by saying, Oh, it must've been the editor. And then there's a big sign at the end that says she edited the whole thing herself. So uh, the family is obviously very upset at Lisa. Uh, The crowd loves it. Uh, And
0: that is actually where we end act two. Finally. (laughs) this is the biggest problem in up so this episode. this this, this disconnect and this is the whole thing this is the whole thing um how are we supposed to feel like are we supposed to which who are we supposed to empathize with well
1: yeah that's the thing uh in this episode is, is there's no like point of view case. there's no one we're following the entire time it's either sundance independent film jokes or there's lisa and the family and the lisa and the family part is only what Five minutes maybe of the of 22 at most
0: yeah and I, I i are we supposed to be empathizing with like lisa is the closest we have to a character a perspective character that we're following through this journey but we don't see her edit the film and we don't really see her film most of it we just see that montage with spoon and the, the simpsons being wacky but then you cut to the actual documentary and it's Bart throwing, smashing plates. This is like, you know, Homer being a jerk while they're playing a board game, playing shoots and ladders, and Bart smashing plates on the ground, Homer stepping them with his bare feet, strangling Bart, and Marge sweeping up the bits of plate while Lisa wishes her a happy birthday. And what is Lisa's intent with this? Is it... Is is it? Oh, I am trying to. I'm trying to create an artificial. I'm currently trying to create artificial drama, and and with editing and show it to this audience, and therefore make a more interesting movie that will make me more famous, make the more make the movie better. Even though, it, but there's no way to misconstrue that scene. It is like literally in that plate scene. Just I'm talking about that. It is a ten-year-old boy smashing plates on the ground, and his father coming in, stepping at broken plates, and strangling him. And the family gets mad about this, and they're going and they're angry at Lisa. We're we're going to cover that in a second. But why why should they be what Lisa? There's no amount of editing that would make that different, <laughs> other than cutting it completely. Yeah, because all
1: of this is is just Lisa representing her family, and there's nothing she can really do to to change what they are i mean if they're mad at her it's because they are jerks
0: yeah and that's the thing like you have to temper this the and like it and that problem is if you like to make this effective at like oh you either have to have make it le or have show us lisa artificially creating drama by with careful editing and the sims and the simpson family the rest of the family are funk uh, mostly innocent about it like it's they it's nothing this bad we can't have scenes where with homer just strangling bart or them smashing stuff on the ground or destroying a board game in the middle of it you have to have more innocuous things that are then constructed into a more dramatic scene because of lisa's editing making lisa the bad guy and and she did this because she felt pressure to make a dramatic story so you either you have to choose a direction like you have to do it that way or you make it so that lisa didn't edit the film you have someone else edit the film, and they artificially create drama and edit it to make the family look bad, worse than they are. Yeah, they could have got the guy from Rock Bottom. I mean, he made Homer look terrible. Exactly. And you have Lisa also be a victim, but the family is upset at her because she's the one who brought them into this. And she's like, no, I." she wants to – she's the one who shot the footage. She's the one who agreed to all this. They don't choose either way. They make it. oh, well, Lisa actually did this. I'm like, well, how did she do it? why did she do it we don't see any of that instead we get jokes about uh you know selections and regularsville and Candyland, Chernobyl graveyard uh we come back commercial at 13 minutes and 39 seconds um the family is mad uh in the theater and uh we also get some comic book guy and some some uh some ain't it cool news jokes in here as well <laughs>
2: Lisa, your movie exposed our crappy side to the world. I knew you were lame, but I never imagined you were bogus. Sweetie, I'm usually your number one fan. But call me old-fashioned. I usually don't like movies that humiliate my family in front of the world. Oh, I was just trying to accurately portray my unique and quirky home life. Quirky? Quirky is a grandma who
3: gives people the finger. You made us look like monsters. monsters! Monsters!
2: Monsters! Monsters! Look, it's a documentary. Nobody outside of this festival's ever gonna hear about it. Lisa
3: Simpson's unflinching, darkly comic family portrait is the can't-miss hit of the festival. speeder, do not fanfa, to your nearest cinema to see Lisa Simpson stab her family in the back with her camera. Don't you dare post that review! I'm sorry, you're too late. I have just hit enter, sending the Wi-Fi beams along their way. Not if I can help it. Come here, beams. Come on. Hey, hey, where are you going? Come. Oh, there's too many!
0: I could have done without the beams joke. (laughs) That's it's I I you get Lisa sighing about it, Matt. That's enough for me, honestly. Can I can get if Lisa sighs about something, I can deal with it. Um, more insider jokes about film, comic book guy, and Ain't It Cool News, and my lord, the fall of Ain't It Cool News in the intervening years since 2008. Oh boy, um, and all this it's just like, well, they're angry. Well. Are they angry? They're angry at Lisa because Lisa edited it. But why did Lisa? Lisa is Lisa lying there, Matt? I don't think so. So she didn't have any ill intent. Is that what we're supposed to believe? I mean, I think she was just trying to represent her family accurately, and
1: she did. It's just that her family is, you know, awful and depressing sometimes.
0: Well, uh, that's a different episode, then, isn't it, Matt? That's it is that a, yeah. thing. That's a different episode, and I think that's the 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 problem here. Is just like, what is this episode about? And uh, they don't really know. It seems like it's in between like three or four different things, and it's never they never pick a direction. Um, the film's done. Everyone loves the documentary, and so Chalmers and Skinner uh, make a deal with the. Studios, I guess, is the, who these people are representing.
1: As Studio executives, yeah, it's the best I can think.
0: Yeah, they don't really ever identify themselves. They really only appear in this scene. Doesn't matter. Skinner actually makes a good deal. Uh, you know, he looks Which is like surprising. Yeah, you know, Skinner. It, again, this is who is this man? Who is this man? Is who is this? This is this is this the Seymour Skinner I know making good deals about move a film. He doesn't have any experience with this. Why would he? It's just, you know, it's just they 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 need him to make this joke. So they do. Um, There's also an inexplicable cut to Skinner and Chalmers at a studio party that is built around gumbo or stew or chili. Like, what is (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Um, The crowds in the town are all staring, all basically wanting the Simpsons to perform for them on the street. I'm confused. This confuses There's me. These are people who like independent film. I would think they would understand that's not how this works. Yeah, it feel this feels like they I I don't know. It it feels like a very dumbed down version of this like you can do this I think more cleverly. I think that's my problem. Uh they just don't still don't know what they're trying to get at here lisa is sad because she doesn't want her family angry at her which i that i buy that part's easy and i get it um and she's sad and we see her talk to jim jermush
2: i can't believe what i've done maybe deep down i always knew how much this film would hurt them maybe i'm the monster this movie exposed
4: now what kind of talk is that (gasps) oh
2: Oh, hi, Mr. Jarmusch.
4: Lisa, I've been following your family's turmoil closely, and I can relate. My movies, like Stranger Than Paradise and Down by Law, are also about social misfits experiencing the dark side of the American dream. I'm doing it again in my next film, Cheaper by the Dozen 3.
2: That doesn't sound like your kind of movie.
4: It will be. Check out the poster.
2: Ew. So... Do you think my family will ever forgive me for making them a laughing stock?
4: The answer to that is where it always is in a movie. Let's take a look. The, uh, they're not, are they?
0: They're a, a laughing stock. I, I thought they were. Cons- they yeah, thought they were monsters, not a laughing stock.
1: Yeah, it's what people think of them. That doesn't make any sense here, and it gets
0: worse as the, or it gets more strange as the episode goes on. About worse. I, I don't. Yeah, I have no, like this is at this point. I have no idea what this episode is trying to tell us. It Like, up until this point, you could have chosen to go a lot of different ways, but I don't know what they're doing here. Lisa talks to Jim Jarmusch, and then they go watch a movie. And it's not just any movie. It's not just another Candyland or Chernobyl graveyard or random indie film. They go and watch a movie that has apparently been made by Nelson.
1: What? Yeah, this is the part that really doesn't make any sense what? to me. it's like oh what? skinner says something about not putting all his eggs in one basket i'm like i don't think nelson would have the capability of doing
0: this yeah like this is just feels just another this feels this feels like someone watched a star As burns and thought that you know they had they saw you know the the whole bit about barney making a movie in a star's burns well one thing barney is an adult man uh certainly certainly is an alcoholic but Right, but
1: we've seen that Barney is an intelligent person when he's not drinking through various episodes. Yeah. Uh, so they've kept up that consistency. Nelson, though, is a underprivileged child who is obviously
0: underdeveloped. I it don't see that. He, as doesn't we've like if they had all they Matt, all they would I would go along with this if all they did was show the art class or the film class earlier in the episode and have Nelson there. Or have a conversation with Lisa and Nelson that, even if it was just brief, it was a 15-second conversation with Nelson talking about, hey, Lisa, will you watch my movie? Or, hey, let's watch Nelson. Like, just that. Because that at least acknowledges that, introduces this idea into our minds. And if it comes back around, we go, okay. I mean, I saw it earlier. I mean, I don't necessarily still buy that Nelson would make this movie, but at least there's something. But it's just sprung on us and it feels very arbitrary it's just Nelson uh, it feels like they picked Nelson largely because his life is sad <laughs> that's really the only reason it feels like they did this um, because it is incredibly depressing it's about Nelson's life and his poor mom and every single bit of it is sad and I that's another part that undercuts it where it feels like they are absolutely both trying to make us feel sad about it because I, I will say this man there's some moments in this Little Sin elsa movie that are really heartbreaking, especially when he like puts the storybook back in his mom's hands after she passes out drunk. Like I genuinely have, feel sad about it. Yeah, because it's much more depressing than Lisa's about her family and.
1: Uh, That follows through the logic of the the show. The show continues with that because we see everyone else uh, treating Nelson and his mom like they treated the Simpsons the day before, except Nelson and his mom are more than willing to be, you know, the hmm, I don't want to say shills,
0: but be the objects of attention. I mean, it's just I was what I was saying is there's these heartbreaking moments in this movie. And then they're just clearly like jokes at Nelson's expense. But they're jokes for us and it it it, this it's a strange dichotomy where they want this film to be heartrending, but also there's jokes but they are jokes intended for an audience outside of the simpsons universe and if this is supposed to be a film that works inside of a sundance production it just doesn't make any sense and i i'm so confused by all this um i literally write in our notes what is this what What? why are we watching this so uh and this is setting up basically the end of the, the of the episode uh where lisa's watched they watched this entire film this thing is long too this this nelson movie is like what two minutes long yeah i mean it's short obviously yeah but it, i mean it, in the context it's 10 percent of the episode yeah like it's it's a sizable chunk uh and after the nelson's movie's over we see what you just described now you see lisa and uh, you see nelson and his mom like inter- performing for the crowd it doesn't make any sense really uh and jim jarmusch and lisa hash out what this episode means this is the quote-unquote ending of this episode
2: thank you mr jarmusch you have taught me a valuable lesson that other people have bigger family problems than i do
4: True, but I was also teaching you that Festival Buzz is, like my movie, Coffee and Cigarettes, a funny thing. Did you see it?
2: Well, I, uh...
4: That's okay. I know you did.
2: I like this movie way better than the one by that little girl, because I saw this one today. Wow, I guess Nelson's the hot thing now. (laughs) My movie will probably never be seen.
4: Oh, it will, on select flights by Alaska Airlines and its regional partners. Okay, only its regional partners. The point is, you made a great movie, and you ought to be proud. And now, like the best independent films, I must fade out with a cool dissolve. Ow! That hurts.
3: Hey, Nelson! Say something poor! <laughs> oh,
2: thank God they're not jeering at us anymore. I know! I kind of miss it. I know. We'll be in another movie. And this time, we'll act really bad. No more Simpsons movies. One was plenty. Are you guys still mad at me? We know you love us, honey. Even though sometimes you show it in a quirky way.
1: I'm not going to lie to you guys. John C. Riley would love to be in the Chomskin business.
3: Well, did you read my script?
1: Read it? I lived it. I am
3: Ghost Willie. Check this out. Fantastic. Great. Oh, bravo. You nailed it.
0: I don't know. He, he seems a little needy. Pass.
1: We'll see you on the set.
0: Yes! Such a waste of John C. Riley. Poor <laughs> John C. Reilly. I mean, he does He's his, so great. He tries. He really tries in this in that scene you know he does his best to you get some laughter uh from that i don't or know something
1: a lot of the rest of the episode
0: yeah um the family forgives lisa we don't really know why they there's no reason why like literally lisa does nothing to change their mind they just decide to not to forgive her which is i guess would be more realistic to real life but unfortunately i'm watching a narrative i want uh, that hurt at least to make some kind of change or do something even though also yeah. Lisa shouldn't need their forgiveness all she did was accurately capture the fact that they're terrible
1: yeah it's like who why would she even
0: apologize for that we've seen i've seen the past 10 seasons of the simpsons this is accurately reflecting homer and bart's behavior largely it's not they've done way worse things on the show in the past you know 10 years this isn't that bad um and that's the end that's how it ends man There's just there's just nothing there there's no theme there's just no there's
1: it's it's like not good it's not bad it's just like why what is the point of this episode
0: besides to make fun of um sunday as an independent film in general and independent film fans like snooty film fans i guess there's also a target of this you get you hear that bit at the end there where the guy's like, "I like this one more because I watched this today." Yeah, okay, um, I, I actually that the second bit of Jim Jarmusch where he just like I'm he just fades away, just vanishes. I'm like okay, sure, he's just he's guess he's Leonard Nimoy now, he just d- vanishes. <laughs> um, that's like there's bits here I'm like, "Oh, that's entertaining, that's fun," but then it doesn't lead to anything, uh, and I don't know, I don't know what the the intent was if it i think the intent was let's make a episode that has sundance stuff in it and then they didn't really get past that and they tried to squish it into a shape at the end and didn't quite get there kind of oozed out um we'll rank it at the end of the show robbie is this episode broken here matt this is gonna this might be a first i don't think i don't think it's broken okay I don't think it, I don't think it falls in that territory. I think it's very it's kind of boring. Uh it's it's fine. I think I've always say it again. It's fine. Um it's not nearly as bad as the, our past handful of episodes. Like it's watchable. But I will also say that I have a very quick and easy way to to hone this into an episode. And I'm I will just okay. say it. I'll just say it. It's uh, this is a, a ca- this is a ca- like a little asterisk, I guess. Is You cut Skinner and Chalmers' involvement. They're not around at all, okay? Lisa makes the documentary. She films it, right? She just films the Simpsons household, and we follow along, and Lisa's excited, and uh, she submits it to Sundance, and it gets selected. Um, And then, sleazy, we get, instead of Skinner and Chalmers, we get other sleazy Hollywood people in who Say, and they pick it only because it's filmed by an eight-year-old girl. It's in small town America. That will land well with our our audience at Sundance. They recut it to make it more dramatic. To and they accentuate that. They do what that uh what the what hard line or whatever it was. They do it that way. Rock bottom. (laughs) Rock bottom. That's what it was. They do they do that cut and they make it worse than it actually is. Okay. Simpsons are they don't do anything crazy. They don't look like typical teen year Simpsons. And because of this the film does well but it's also it's dishonest and lisa's upset but the family's also upset but on the end of the day the the this episode is about how sleazy hollywood people will do anything to make a buck and distort stories and recut film they don't care about honesty et cetera. Et cetera. at least and then it makes this episode about something you know and then you have Jim Darmouche or you have others Hollywood people going like, yeah, you have to watch out for your your art. People will try and mess with it. And that connects back to Lisa and it's Susan and Lisa and, and the, the family. They they actually do something. They go find Lisa recuts the movie the way she wanted it. And they air that and the audience doesn't like it because it's too sweet. But yeah, there's actual love involved. Yes, it has. It shows the, the the good side of The Simpsons, the side that we we like. And uh, but the audience doesn't like that. They want the darkness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's my brief. That's easy. That's quick. And that's not rewriting. And that's not rewriting most of the stuff. You include. You can still include all the indie film jokes, all you want. Um, we can move on though to our next episode. It's time for comments and news group. Okay, here we are. Alt nerd. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons over there at patreon.com slash the Simpson show. Leave their thoughts, their reviews about an episode. Uh, if you subscribe at any level, support us at any level, you can join our Cavalcade of calamity or proto pain, as I've called it. First, from Charles, the underlying plot of parody. Suddenly, it could have been a good, could have been good, like an updated version of *A Star Burns*. This is only used as background music for another forced sympathy romp. Lisa decides to screw over family, get a higher grade, then shows the difference between depression and narcissistic delusion by arbitrary deciding that it's their fault for not measuring up to her standards. Finally, she decides to forgive them because other people have, have it worse. This is not something emphasized, with, especially since there are no consequences for actions, because the family ends up liking their infamy. More reminded of that kid who yelled at his mother shut up as she meekly brought him more stuff. Uh, from Mark. There's a few eye-roll moments, but I got plenty of laughs in this episode, mostly from Skinner and Chalmers, my favorite this season so far. I have to look back and see the other episodes we've done so far in season 19. Not a lot of highlights, to be fair. Um, Although... Hmm. The Barded, I, I think the Bard is better than this. I'll say that at least. Um, from Derek. This is bland as anything, but yet the distinct flavor of season 20 onwards is really starting to come through. Everything is feeling increasingly stilted and forced. Chalmers and Skinner were undoubtedly a fantastic duo, but it was a rewarding dynamic because they were used sparingly. From this point on, the writers seemingly think they're surgically attached, and so we have to endure so many cringe-inducing scenes and then brimming with the worst of generic sitcom-esque jokes. They really must have loved this Chalmskin subplot, as for some reason, little visual references will be peppered in over the coming seasons. They didn't think it was funny. Quite the opposite, in fact. It sucks. Sucks, sucks, some expletives Eric's inserted here. I thought it was bad. Let's just leave it there. Uh, from Benjamin. It didn't have the expectations. It didn't have a high quality episode. Great synergy. Anyways, the attempt at to last fell completely fat and the plot went in all, all, in all the wrong directions. It's become the normal for season 19 to have a kernel of a decent episode inside a bad or meh one. Really not sure why Lisa should have to apologize for filming Homer being terrible. He's been terrible for at least nine seasons. Nelson movie was way too long and not nearly as good as Barney's Triumph with it unfortunately titled Pucahannas, They he tried way too hard to get laughs with Skinner and Chalmers. From Tim, it's fine. That's all about all I can say. It does feel the formula Simpsons go someplace and look who Fox got to be on the Simpsons. Without going off the rails in any memorable way. In spite of having Sundance and John C. Riley, I wouldn't consider this episode, for which I'll rank number 305, Canon. That's fair. Uh, from J.J. J. Maybe it's a testament to how bad the last three episodes have been that I actually found this passable, or dare I say refreshing. I say refreshing because the plot didn't go in an insanely stupid direction. There wasn't any horrible mischaracterization. I was waiting for the point where the episode would fall off a cliff in the third act like last week, but it didn't happen. Jokes were hit and miss. Eric slightly more on the miss, but apart from this episode, apart from that this episode is almost watchable, at least by nineteen season 19 standards. Finally from Gabe. It's just okay. Not memorable in any way. Gets a 7 out of 10 that's gave i guess reviews video games on the side let's get the, the the inflated video game rating scale uh you can again i'll mention go to our patreon simpson show patreon.com slash the Simpsons show uh, and you can leave your reviews thank everyone for leaving reviews watching the episode with us we really appreciate you next up matt it is time for listener question of the week
4: let's try one more number.
0: Yellow
2: KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. This week's question is: What is your favorite Cletus quote? Lots of really good answers. Matt, are you ready? I
1: am ready for a whole lot of Cletus. Do you have your Cletus voice ready? Oh, do I? Do I need to do the Cletus voice? I can. I can do the Cletus voice for sure. You I should not know if anyone would you be. Should, uh...
0: You should do the Cletus voice, Matt.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll start out doing the Cletus voice until you can't handle it anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, first up from Matt Um, this avocado just gave me a wedding ring It's so stupid, yet I always find myself laughing <laughs> That's fair uh, From Benjamin Back you go To wait for a woman of less discriminating tastes <laughs> From Casey The tag team of Cletus and Cousin Merle cannot be topped Mr. Terwilliger, come quick There's trouble down to the cement mixer, sir See, Cousin Merle and me was playing fetch with Geech. That's her old smile hounding. Geech gone to heaven, Mister Gray. Oh, cousin Merle, really?
0: <laughs> that was pretty good,
1: man. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good, Bob. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Cheers. <laughs> I guess that'll do. It. <laughs> After finishing Fraser, so. Yeah. Uh from Derek. Uh hey, Ma, look at that pony-haired little girl. One of those Simpsons lines that I spout out at random on the reg. It may have been his first ever line, but Defo's his best appearance for me. Wish it were a one off, because although there were good Cletus moments after this, when we hit the bad seasons and Cletus shows up, everything gets so much worse. Oh, you are not wrong, Derek. Whew. All right. Uh, from Anthony. Uh, from Crest of the Clown. That's right. I want to hire your entire Appalachian Dumpling Gang, and I'll pay them the most anyone on TV is entitled to get. Scale. No, I don't sign nothing without pretending to read it first. Hmm. Hamburger, 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 hamburger. Looks good. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh from Deshauna. When signing Marge's anti-sugar petition, let's see if I can remember how to make my mark. And then Cletus proceeds to sign his first and last name in Beautiful cursive. <laughs> that was that was a good bit. That one definitely subverted expectations. I was I was very happy to see that. That was yeah, there's, good and there I
0: will part. also add that there are multiples in here that got uh repeats. I did not include the repeats, but that this is one of them. Okay. Multiple people yeah, yeah. appreciated the, the, the mm. house to make my mark. Yeah. Uh, from Tim,
1: I'll go for the classic exchange with Brandine. Hey, Brandine, you might wear these to your job interview and scuff up the topless dancing runway. Nah, you best bring them back where you got them. And then we go on to the waiting for a woman of less discriminating taste. Mm-hmm. Um, from Andy. We homeschool them. I teach the big ones. The big ones teach the little ones. But nobody taught me. It's the whole thing is an exercise in futility. Uh, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Matt Wayscast. Not really a quote, but I always enjoy the end of The Joy of Sect, where the leader crashes into Cletus's farm and he asks Cletus if Cletus wants enlightenment. And Cletus instead pulls out a gun and offers to take them sacks of money. <laughs> uh, the correct response. <laughs>
4: yes, exactly.
1: Uh, from Matt D. Jacobson. Hey, Ma, I'm going to get me a picture with this crazy critter. As I'll be in Disney when the episode airs, I'll probably say that to my wife a few times. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, God. Uh, From Matt, yes, it's Aaron. Hey, you know what? I could call my Ma while I'm up there. Hey, Mom, get off the <laughs> dang roof. <laughs> From Matt Hippie200, uh, this is this is when uh, Cletus and Homer are in the uh, child-rearing skills class. Uh, for those of you who don't remember this, Cletus... A uh, Paul, I cut my finger on the screen door again. Homer responds, "Why are you cotton picking?" No, nope, I gotta pass this class for my kids, son. Let's stop the fuss and the feuding. I love you, Paul. I love you, Cletus. Just wow. And finally, from at Tommy Harmon, Helen Fielding has given these pigs Bridget Jones's diarrhea.
0: <laughs> God. All right, Robbie. My answer: is an oldie but a goodie. Hey, Ma, get off the dang roof just the <laughs> it's just it's so simple and so stupid but it really works it's just a nice little nice little nice little joke um i think those are the best the ones that work best with cletus in the long run anyway
1: mm, definitely true yeah anything what, longer than that you're just like
0: eh. what is your answer matthew
1: uh mine is the one that lots of people picked the uh you, you could wear these to your uh interview and it's like, no i no, scuff up the topless dancing runway
0: you best put some back from where as you brung them Wait till I'm gonna throw you up back up here. Wait for a woman of less discriminating tastes. That's right, it's fair enough. Next week's question What is your favorite John C. Riley performance?
1: Oh, that's gonna be a tough one.
0: Yeah, I think I have mine. I'm not positive though, I have to think about it. Uh, he's done a lot of good stuff, both serious and comedic, which I yeah. think a lot of people overlook his, his serious roles, but he does a great job in those as well. Um, I post this question on our social media, Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us to SimpsonshowPod at gmail.com. And uh, I post on the I post this question also on our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. It's the smart S M R T. I mean, S M A R T. The No Google Trivia Challenger, Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. And try to stop the other, Matt has a near insurmountable lead over me. Nine points with... God, almighty, how many episodes we got left? Not very many, I don't think. Yeah, we have two episodes left, Matt. There's no way. There's no way. Not unless I, 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 I get two after this one, I suppose. So three episodes in total. Um... I'll do my best to keep it single digits are you ready for an easy question i believe in you robbie i don't say that that's that's crap uh are you ready for an easy question man ready a star is burns features an appearance by what non simpsons character i believe would be jay sherman the critic it stinks that's correct it does robbie what tv critic comes to springfield as stars Is star it'd <laughs> be jay sherman the critic you are correct weird how that happens <laughs> All right, you were a medium question, Matt. What awards has Jay won? Uh, There'd be two Pulitzer Prizes, a People's Choice Award,
1: five Golden Globes, an Emmy, and he takes the Belching Contest from Homer.
0: Uh, Okay, I I did not include the Belching Contest, but yes. He does take it from Homer. as part of the episode. That's correct. Unfortunately, this is not great because uh, you. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) That's not good. All right. What's my medium question?
1: Your medium question. According to Marge, who is the best looking critic on TV?
0: Leonard Moulton. You are correct. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) All right. right. Hit me. All right. Your hard question, Matt. Name all the entrants to the Springfield Film Festival and the name of their films.
1: Oh God. Um, okay. Uh, I I have there is, I have five. There's five of them. Yeah, five of them. Okay. So there is Barney Gumble and Pikahannis. Uh there is uh Man Getting Hooked by a Football right in, in the ground by football, uh by Hans Mullman. Uh, there is a Burns for All Seasons by Mr. Burns. There is um oh God. Um there's an itchy and scratchy that I'm
0: not going to be able to remember. That, the name I of. don't count that. I don't. I'm not. Oh, i don't count I'm, that. One? I'm okay, in okay. live action. Just the this town. The town just people. Okay. Just the townspeople stuff.
1: Um, Mose is Moe Better Booze, and oh God, where's the last one? Uh oh God. Um, okay, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs>
0: Oh come on! What is the? Well, I can't remember the last. One. People are people <laughs> are yelling at their phones, Matt. Everyone's yelling. I
1: know, I know, because it's probably like the easiest one, and I'm like sitting here going, uh... "I don't
0: know about the easiest one. Easiest one is probably uh, made hit getting hit by football. I would assume that's the yeah. easiest. That's one everyone remembers for sure.
1: God, I'm gonna hate myself. I got nothing. I got nothing.
0: The final one is the first one mentioned. It is a poo. Bright lights.
1: Oh, beef jerky. Beef jerky. Yes.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh
1: so close man so close i know all right robbie uh what i believe charlton heston character does burns encounter in his movie
0: uh that well that's i don't <laughs> now i'm confused i wanted to say it's ben Hur, right ben Hur. is that your final answer yeah you are correct is that charlton heston i never actually that's watched ben Hur. neither have i Okay, then. Good. We've really established a good precedent there. Uh, I mean, I'll take those points. Um, but it is Ben. I know it's Ben her. I didn't think that. I didn't forget who played Ben Hur. Was it Charlton Heston? I i thought. I, I could be wrong. But you, you know where my brain was. Yes. I i, th- I think you're right. Yeah. he play, Yeah. Charlton Heston does play Ben Hur. Okay. I, I was thinking. No, I was thinking. That's right. He, I was thinking of Spartacus, which is not Ben Hur. was not uh, Charlton right. Heston, but. Ben-Hur is... Tr- I've never... I resisted. I dodged. It's like I going to... I went to a Christian school and not watching Ben-Hur is like dodging raindrops, like literally in a hurricane. Like I managed to not watch Ben-Hur. It really it was very difficult. In the in the nine years I went to a Christian school as a child, <laughs> never, I, they aired, we watched Ben-Hur, I'm sure, multiple times, I always managed to not watch it. Like, oh, no, I have to go to orchestra practice, or, you know, I got out of it in multiple ways. Ooh. I don't know how. My family, thankfully, never made me watch Ben-Hur. Oh, it's it's Thank you. The movie's 400 hours long, and no, no interest. I don't want to, I don't care how exciting it is. Chariot races, whatever. Um, hey Matt, I yes, made up some ground. Now it's only a six-point lead. Watch your tail, buddy. Coming for yeah. you. Yeah. Just make sure that from now on you always ask a question that I just did. Also, did research on the episode beforehand. Just do that every single the last next two weeks. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Sure. Sure. I'll be. I'll go extra easy on you.
0: Hmm. Um, I'll say these questions were relatively, you were relatively kind. Uh, we can move on to our, what, what, last segment? Segment with every single episode. Wait, it's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, so watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. Okay, let's look, let's see where we're going with this one. Is it, okay, last week's episode, Apocalypse Cow. This is better than that. Oh, it's Miles better than that? Mm, Just say I, I don't know about but... Miles. I will say it's better. Um, all right. Well, it, it, it's it's better than that. Let's go up to this. Is a good a good hallmark, a good a uh, measuring stick. Saddle Sor Galactica is Saddle Galactica better or worse?
1: <sighs> I feel like this is better than Saddle Sor Galactica. I feel like Saddle Sor Galactica is worse than this because mm-hmm. you know elves. Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean. First of all, elves. *Saddlestar Galactica* is not funny. Uh, it's about a horse diving horse.
4: I've, there's dude, a I, punk. There's a
0: couple. I have a couple laughs in you know, *Saddlestar Galactica*.
1: I have more laughs from this than
0: *Saddlestar Galactica*. Let me put it down. Oh, okay. way. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm looking above. I'm looking up other list. I don't think it goes much higher than that. Honestly, I think in the low three hundreds is probably. Somewhere in somewhere in here, I think, is probably a good spot for it. Um let's jump up a little bit. Um, how about let's see. The way we weren't. The way we weren't.
1: Where's that one? Oh, 304. Okay. Um hmm. That's that's an interesting one. Because uh, right below that the way we weren't, I'm I don't know. Uh right above that you <laughs> guys she, she used to be my girl, which is uh, that's the one with Chloe, right? Where, you know, Lisa goes off and wants to be with her and ends up at the volcano and Barney rescues them. Don't remember. <laughs> okay, below that is Marge versus Single Seniors, Childless Couples, and Teens and Gays, uh, which is a bonkersly dumb episode. But I still think it's better than this one because it's at least kind of funny and involves the family more. Like, this episode, like I said, I'm confused because I wanted to like it more because it felt like you know, it does what I ask, and it, it goes outside of the family to have an interesting story, but it doesn't. The main family is supposed to be about the story, or the story is supposed to be about the main family, but it just kind of meanders a lot. So I think,
0: here, here, this is, I think, I think you're, I think this, I think, you, you think it's, you think March versus Singles is better. Single seniors, childless, couples, teens, and gays is better. Is that what you're saying, right? I think so, yes. Okay. I think, I think I'm fine with that. I was actually looking down... I think was, I found a good comparison point. How I spent my Strummer vacation. Which is also, Ooh. like, kind of, it's another episode where, like, we got some guest stars. Here they are. Here's an excuse for Tom Petty. And, you know, and you're like, oh, I like Tom Petty. But also this episode doesn't say much. Um, I would say I think, I don't know, they're, I think they're both perfectly, they're just fine. They're not good. They're fine. Um, Below that, I, I think How I Spent My summer Vacation is better than this. It's more enjoyable in general. I, I, I think they, the guest stars they are it. more... Interesting, yeah, yeah, yes. Sure. Jim Jarmusch does not translate well to The Simpsons unless you structure more of the episode around him. Um,
1: below that is Prankster Rap, Bart. Mm, hey, it's another Skinner's Chalmers weird thing. Um. <laughs> oh, prankster Rap. Um, God, I... I feel like that is just a bad send up of rap in general. Like it has echoes of uh the boy who knew too much, but it just does it in a poor way. Like they're trying to do that again,
0: but did it poorly and I think this is in between those two. This is where I would put these That the, I would put yeah, this episode that's kind of right of, between there.
1: Cause Pranks pranks rap isn't funny or enjoyable. It's just stupid jokes about rap. It's hip hop in general. Man.
0: That's the thing. It's yeah. fine. It's not like it's relatively coherent. It's not good. There's a couple bits in there, here and there, where you go, okay, I see what they're going for. Um, But it's not good. And I think that's, this is a nice spot. Slide it right in there. Um, Any Given Sundance, right below, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, right above Pranksta Rap. Any Given Sundance. That's the new number, 310 on our list. A new number one nineteen on the Boston Golden Years ranking. Um we fix our list. God almighty why there's so many. Matt, how can we just keep doing this? There's just so many episodes. There really are, my god. There's just I like we're well past the point where I'm like, I don't remember what that episode's about. Um All right. Well, Matt. As any of the it sound is new number three number ten number new number three ten. Uh la- Homer's enemy is still number one. Last place is still codependence day. Um We're not done though. We have one more thing to do, one more question to answer. And that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon?
4: The cannon!
2: The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! the cannon!
0: Yeah. I do like the, <laughs> the little kids. I like the little kids yelling. Um, and even Sundance, is it a part of the canon?
1: I mean, I don't see any reason for it not to be, and I think our default has always been to you know keep it in. There's no reason that it's just incredibly weird and out there. So no, I think it's it's good enough to keep. It's
0: good enough. Is that, I I think I agree with you. It's not. It's not. It's not a like there. Are, I think there are bits and pieces here where you're, you you uh, you know make it worthwhile it's not outright offensive it is not i don't know there it's it's kind of bland but i don't think blandness is a reason to get it out of there so i think it stays yeah it stays no we're not firing the cannon today uh for for any given sundance so, let's go to the top list we're, we're working all the way down answering the same question uh through all of our episodes and we're now, now number night 92 matt the twisted world of marge simpson i mean that's an absolutely 100 percent. yes that is an amazing episode even if uh, it gets a little weird towards the I end i don't know about why whitey-whack- do why do whackers you know man i don't know if i <laughs> that's only the best part robbie come on that guys just standing there you know he's gonna do something
4: <laughs>
0: yeah so twist world march simpson this is again this is a fun episode you know this is where we're at where we're kind of just like these fun episodes they are they're they they they're, they're, they're just they're funny uh the are en- endlessly rewatchable, endlessly quotable, um, and still very, very good. And So, yes. So, Twisted World Simpson, of course, is a part of the canon. I'm really interested to see when we get to an episode that we decide is not part of the canon. How long it takes before we get to one. It'll probably be quite a while, honestly.
1: It's going to be a while,
0: because, yeah. Uh... Yeah, there's there's the top, oh, probably 250, 300, 250 at least, probably. I don't know. Maybe. It's hard to say. We might hit one earlier than we expect. I, I There's a couple. There's a couple there. We might have a question or two. But yeah, no cannon today. Not too bad. Any day we don't fire the cannon is an all right day. Uh, I do have some bad news, Matt. Uh-oh, bad news? What kind of bad news? Our next episode. Oh, no. Mona leaves. Oh.
1: No. Can't they let that poor woman just
0: stay in the ground? I mean, this is the one that kills her, man. This is the wounded death oh, episode okay. technically. Even though they bring her back a half dozen times as a ghost or memories, you know, yeah. they just they don't even so you can't really complain about it in this episode that, you know, they brought her back. I mean fair to brought her back in you can complain that they brought her into the show. You can't complain that they hadn't they did not killed her yet. This is the one that does it. I don't I have no <laughs> i don't i've never seen this episode i've only heard about it you know oh god okay uh, and i'm i'm almost i'm almost, like the, the those episodes that are like so awful that they have a reputation i'm actually a little bit more interested in because i want to see how badly they handle this uh how badly they kill poor mona this episode also guest stars lance armstrong so that'll be great <laughs> oh good oh hey god almighty em. um that's next time, on on the podcast. You guys can watch along with us if you would like. Uh, that'll about. We're almost done. Uh, you can find all the stuff, our list, this list, and all our links on our website, the dot com, has uh, links to our social media, to our Patreon, which we'd obviously love for you to support us on, and a link to our RSS feed, and I don't know, probably other miscellaneous things that I've forgotten. You can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. And my website is also my name. It's RobbieDorman.com, which has links to you know, all my stuff, including my novels. My ten novels. You should go buy them. like, Or go read them free with Kindle Unlimited and leave me nice reviews. I would really appreciate that. I would love you forever, actually. You'd be my best friend. Asterisk. Best friend. Asterisk. <laughs>
1: um...
0: <laughs> i'll have a I'm have a new book out probably next month and i'm i'm excited to show it to you guys uh that's soon matt does not participate in social media you will not find him
1: uh that is true i spend all of my time taking care of kittens i just moved them into a new a deluxe apartment in the sky uh because they can't get out of the old ones. it turns out that kittens around age three weeks are great jumpers and climbers so just goes to show you never underestimate how far a kitten can climb uh, if you want to see the most adorable kittens in the world, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram, and you can see them grow up from little baby interns all up to, you know, entry-level engineers.
0: Asterisk. <laughs> Asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you, bud. This is the... Uh...